Hello, and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Julie Holland. And I'm Nick Spasic. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks, which is spelled C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Also, please go check out our other great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. Uh, you can find them online at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com, and they offer specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. And they believe if you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee, and right now if you go to that website and use the code CINEPUNKS, you get 10% off your order. You should also go support Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but also maybe the world. They are personable, professional, and they give you punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them at xlvacx.com. Now it is time for the setup where we get into knowing each other better and hopefully you the listeners learn a little bit about us as well um and my question uh because it is currently looking at the temperature uh negative five degrees with a wind chill of negative 24 the high today is supposed to be zero which is only a slight improvement from the previous high that i saw earlier this week that was it was going to be negative one um we are we're in the midst of a polar vortex um and we are also post holidays so my question to you julie is how do you cope with the depths of winter badly there's nothing i hate more than winter i hate it i hate being cold i could do without it i want to move south i hate it and i hate it especially now the holidays are over so there's like nothing to look forward to except it getting warm which is still months away we had some snow, yay, pretty, whatever, but right now it's just bitter fucking cold and I hate it. And this is unusual. This We don't usually get this cold for this long. Like we're going to be at a week stretch of these cold temperatures. So at least that's unusual here, but it sucks. Um, so I guess I drink my weight in hot tea. Um, last night, because it was too cold for us to make the trek to Lawrence to see the Smoking Popes, I made some gigantic chocolate chip in and cookies that helped a little bit and we ate a frozen lasagna that we of course heated but you know that's good comfort food um that's about all i can do i have a very big coat that's like a sleeping bag for if i have to go outside but i also hate as a tall person a tall woman especially i hate winter clothes they don't reach the links they're supposed to so there's always a bit that's still cold whether it's my ankles or my wrists or my waist i just i i hate it man I hate it. How about you? What do you uh, do? <laughs> well, uh, I, I was also in a similar boat last night with uh, the show I was going to go to uh, ended up after work, ended up getting canceled due to the fact that like one band pulled out and another band there. The, the 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 woman who is the sole act of it got a concussion while sledding with your kid. Oh, no. um, and so and all, then they're just like, it's too cold and there's Chiefs game. And so it got canceled, uh, which solved a lot of my problems, which was like, do I really want to go like or do I just want to go straight home? So I came straight home. Uh, I made uh, chicken nuggets in the toaster oven 
and then immediately like sat on the couch wrapped myself in a blanket and we watched uh the first lone wolf and cub movie uh because they're all on max which was a very lovely discovery uh and so i uh watched a disgraced ronin and his three-year-old son murder a bunch of bandits uh with gouts of blood uh and then ate a bunch of cookies and drank uh, a very strong uh double chocolate stout uh and basically that's how i get through the winter is just like by holding up under a blanket uh with uh numerous layers and mm-hmm. just like i'm gonna get caught up on all the shit i've been meaning to watch like the january sees me like every year catching up on like all of the stuff that i had been meaning to watch in the previous year yeah yeah we ended up First of all, we're really enjoying our fake fireplace that we got at Menards because we oh, can't same. afford to make our real fireplace work and we're not fire building people anyway. But fake fireplace, records on the turntable, whatever on the TV playing silently, that's a nice vibe too. Yeah, the we also, like I made last weekend, made a bunch of cookies. Um, like I find myself like cooking from scratch a lot more just as mm-hmm. a way, like, cause it like, it's pleasant to stand over a stove or next to it, getting in and out of an oven when it's cold. Yeah. Out. It helps heat the house, makes the house smell nice. Yep. Uh, depending on what you're cooking, I have found that if I cook broccoli, the whole house smells vaguely of cabbage for like two days. But yeah, <laughs> like I made beef stew a while back. Um, and yeah, it's just yeah, a lot of cooking, yeah. a lot of it's uh, essentially car- that Hobbit life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is the fun. only good thing about it, and I will say. No matter how hot it gets in the summer, I try very hard not to bitch so that I can bitch all winter long. <laughs> that is my out. I will not complain. It can be 105 with 90% humidity and I will keep my mouth shut so that I can complain hardcore during January. <laughs> See, that's a very important. That's like pre-planning for getting through the winter. Yeah. So no one can say anything like you bitch too much. Well, I don't bitch all summer. I, I will take whatever. I will take my knocks in the summer so that I can complain about winter. <laughs> Uh, how do you all get through it? Especially those of you uh, who listen, who live further north than we do. Do we have yeah. do we have any listeners who uh, live in the city where this episode's uh, movie takes place in, uh, in Minnesota, St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul? Uh, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Right now it's time for new nightmares. This is our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming to theaters, and boy is our news real full today. I know like we we took last uh, episode off to so we could devote everything to our best of 2023 and uh because also it was kind of a dead spot and uh we've been rewarded with so much shit. So Let's much get into it. Uh, so uh, there is a uh, documentary making its way to Shutter on February 2nd. It is called Dario Argento Panico, a documentary retrospective about giallo slasher maestro Dario Argento. Uh, the synopsis is as 
follows. In the secluded ambience of hotel rooms, Dario Argento crafted his greatest cinematic creation, seeking solace from the outside world to delve into his nightmares. Now he finds himself in a hotel room to return to the very setting that ignited his creative fervor to conclude his latest script and participate in an intimate interview, all while being followed by a film crew documenting his life for a movie about his illustrious career. Um, it's directed by Simone uh, Scottfi, uh, who directed uh, Fulci for Fake, which is the Lucio Fulci uh, movie uh, that came out a couple years ago. Uh, it's got all kinds of interviews. Um mm-hmm. There's going to be a retrospective at the IFC Center in New York with uh, the U.S. premiere of this movie, along with screenings of like all his classics. Um, I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, and it's going to be on Shutter, so everyone will be able to watch it, which is great, starting February. All right, and other things that we are super stoked on, you know we're excited about Lisa Frankenstein and a trailer drop. I'm sure you've all seen it. If you haven't, you should, because it is fun. Um, In case you need a refresher, Lisa Frankenstein is set in 1989. The film follows an unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. It stars Catherine Newton and Cole Sprouse, and it's PG-13, so perfect little gateway horror uh, the trailer is very Heather's vibes <laughs> in a good way. Um, the music is on point. The goth fashion is on point. I can't wait. I love the fact that um, Diablo Cody says that it is inspired by the likes of Weird Science, obviously. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice can get it. And Night of the Comet, which I'm just like, that's such a good pull. Like yeah. that, that will get me to go see something. Oh, Diablo Cody got influenced by Night of the Comet and put that in her movie. Cool. That means it's going to be weird, like in a very specific way. Yeah. Also, Cole Sprouse is giving major Edward Scissorhands vibes mm-hmm. in parts of it, which I like. Um, that'll be in theaters February 9th. It's directed by Zelda Williams. I think this is her first feature, maybe not, but, but early feature at least she hasn't done a ton of full-length movies um but exciting um we've got some weird news i'm sure everyone (laughs) out there knows that like as of january 1st the steamboat willy version of mickey mouse entered the public domain now uh, much in the same way that, like, when Winnie the Pooh entered uh, public domain the other year, uh, a couple a year or so ago, uh, we got Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Now there is a movie called Mickey's Mousetrap um, that is, you know, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of research lately for for an article I'm writing for Starburst about like public domain and like what all that means, and it is it is a lot of legal shit, but. What that means is, yeah, this particular version of Mickey Mouse, like without the gloves, uh, is now up for things. So Mickey's Mouse Trap. It's Alex's 21st birthday, but she's stuck at the amusement arcade on a late shift. So her friends decide to surprise her. But a masked killer dressed as Mickey Mouse decides to play a game of his own with them from which she must survive. Uh, it's from director Jamie Bailey and stars a bunch of people I've never fucking heard of. Um, yeah, no, this is low budget, low budget actors. Uh, for what it's worth, Tanya saw the trailer and was like, I'll watch it. That looks dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't look as bad as I thought it was going to. There's that. 
Um, so, uh, also, there's another one on its way uh, from Stephen Lamort, uh, who directed The Mean One, uh, the, the Grinch slasher. Um, yeah, I, 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 he hasn't really said much about what it's supposed to be. Um, uh, he says it's a scary thrill ride with heart and humor. I, I okay. don't know about this, yeah. um, but yeah, it is kind of interesting though that the Stephen uh, the Mort uh, thing, the image does feature Steamboat Willie, but he's got uh, like the white gloves, which are, I believe, very legally off limits because that is a different mm. version. So, uh, well, we'll see how. Uh, you know, Disney is notably litigious, going after everyone from you know, yeah. like they went after like like preschools. That have yeah, you can't even as a fiber artist, you can't even release a Disney-related crochet pattern for like a day before they're all over you. It's wild. Yep. All right. In more exciting news, I think uh, we got a trailer for the first Omen, which I actually didn't even know was it wasn't even on my radar. And I saw this trailer. It's a prequel to the Omen, um, the classic horror, of course, featuring child original problem child damien um and this trailer looks good i was like i would click to play on the trailer and immediately was like oh oh this looks scary it's got bill nighy which immediately i was like yay look at him it's also got nell tyler nail nell tiger free tafik barholm uh sonia braga ralph innocent um it is directed by arkasha stevenson and it will be in theaters April 5th. So that's coming up pretty quick. Um, the tagline is to control those who don't believe, create something to fear. And I don't think there's official an, an official synopsis. Oh, wait, maybe there, here's a little one. Uh, in the film, when a young American woman is sent to Rome to begin life, a life of service to the church, she encounters a darkness that causes her to question her own faith and uncovers a terrifying conspiracy that hopes to bring about the birth of evil incarnate it's i'm into it oh i love this trailer because it like all of the action like at the beginning like plays in reverse mm -hmm. and at the very end you get this back masked thing that somebody immediately of course like recorded and then ran you know reversed in a audio program and it is the look at me damien it's all for you oh like, wow nice which is uh uh, makes it so much creepier because of what immediately follows that line in the original. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm I really excited did. about this. I wasn't expected to be excited about it at all, and then I watched it. I was like, I yeah, I want to, I want to watch that now. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things I want to watch right now, uh, so Neon has like three movies uh, in their lineup for 2024, and they keep releasing like mystery videos like they've released two so far um there's one that's like a, a 911 call and then there's another one that's just like somebody like digging in a floor saying like that's not my daughter um yeah they're creepy and they're all phone calls uh and the the general consensus is that it's probably long legs um which is the serial killer movie that's got Nicolas Cage and Micah Monroe and is from Osgood Perkins, who did uh, The Black Hood's Daughter. 
Um, and yeah, that given, given who knows, but before, so what I saw night swim, there was a long legs trailer before it. Did you have that when you saw it? No, there was. And it was, it, it wasn't like this. That's not to say it's not the same, you know, just clips cut differently, but it was very, you know, obviously here's Mike Monroe here, here. And, and then it's like this long legs says it no secrecy. Cause I, I hadn't, I had put this on our news lineup, but I hadn't actually watched it yet. So when that trailer came up, I was like, Oh, maybe this is a secret trailer. And then it played and it said long legs. And I was like, well, either it's no longer a secret or that's a different trailer. It still could be long legs. I don't know. I mean, it could also be cuckoo, um, which like you don't even know what the plot is to that one. Um, you don't have to. It has Dan Stevens. That's all we need to know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then like, there's also Immaculate, which is interestingly enough, uh, it, it takes place in a convent. And like that second video definitely shows um, like a, a cross on the like stuff that's being dug up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 fun to play guessing games um this is, it's a great marketing technique because i am invested it is and they're very disturbing yeah super creepy all right less disturbing news and more uh crossover of interests a short yeah. film came out uh last week called wanted man starring nick nemeth if that name is not familiar to you you might know him as wwe's dolph ziggler he was recently released from his duties with wwe and everybody's been wondering where he might land as far as wrestling goes we still don't know for sure but he's in this three minute short it's co-written by his brother ryan who is an AEW wrestler and directed by maggie levin uh it appeared on ryan nemeth's um youtube page uh it's really good for a three minute movie i thought it was really good really fun um it's a little bit of humor i think that uh nick nemeth is a decent actor as most wrestlers kind of are because they have to do it live all the time so they do a good job i think in acting and obviously it's very kicky fighty because he's in it ryan nemeth is in it they're you know they're wrestlers they're brothers they're fighting each other it's got zombie things it's funny because i watched it and then i watched it again with rob and he was like oh this looks good. When does this movie come out? I was like, no, no, that was the movie. <laughs> that was it. That was the whole thing. It's just three minutes. It has everything you need in it. It's fun. Yeah. Would I want to watch an entire like 80 minute plus movie of this? Maybe not, but Maybe like not. it, it, it serves more as like a highlight reel of, I think what the two of them can do as mm-hmm. like, cause I was like, yeah, I would watch him in something like, yeah. like, definitely something that's got like a, a a very like the bloody disgusting article says like kurt russell vibes and i was like yeah maybe but it's you know it it definitely like like he delivers groovy at the end it's just like, yeah yeah it's it looks he fun. also does stand up i don't know ryan nemeth might do stand up as well but so they i don't know how good either of them are at it but they like funny things, at least. And you, there's definitely a moment where you're like, oh, they're joking around in this. He pulls out a rubber chicken. So, you know, funny stuff. I mean, come on. Let's be fair. His like big break in the WWE was as a member of the Spirit Squad. Uh, and he was Nikki. Um, <laughs> like amazing, amazing career in terms of like who he can portray. Like, you know, like very much like a Lothario, you know. Yeah. But also yeah, like a clean cut uh, geek. Yeah, he's got range. 
He's got range and he looks great in the trailer. So if he wants to keep wrestling, good for him. But if he wants to get into some horror acting, I'll watch it. I'm here for it. Don't hate it. Related. Um, AEW's Swerve Strickland has a movie coming up called Stiletto. And he was also in Night of the Missing, which I didn't realize because I didn't watch that. But that's exciting. Stiletto, we don't know much about it yet. But it's being directed by Samuel Gonzalez Jr., who did The Retaliators, which I think we talked about the trailer. Yes. It was a very like rock and roll, star studded, heavy cast, kind of felt like stunt casting, I think. Neither, I don't think either of us actually saw it. Strangely, everybody I know who saw it is like, it's actually really good. And I was like, I, okay. Well, maybe we should check it out. The, the synopsis is. A year after the grisly murder of a local exotic dancer, the victim's sister, Lyric, searches for the serial killer responsible as he stalks and kills his favorite dancers on the night of the anniversary. It looks good. I like Swerve Strickland. If you are a wrestling watcher, he is doing great work in AEW. They are really giving him room to shine, and I suspect he's a decent actor as well. Yeah, I watched Night of the Missing. I do not remember seeing him in that, but it is also... Maybe it was a small bit. It's kind of a weird anthology. There's a bunch of people in that movie, and I kind of yeah. zoned in and out on it. And I think, and I should have clicked on the thing that I saw, because it doesn't say in this article that I'm looking at. I think that Tom Savini is involved in Stiletto as well. Ooh. And I hope I'm not lying, but it's like I rolled past something on Twitter that I was like, my brain took note of, but my finger didn't click through. So <laughs> I apologize if I'm wrong, but I think that might be the case. Uh... We've got a new movie from Radio Silence, um, and we like the things they do, like mm-hmm. VHS and Southbound. Love Southbound. Uh, yes. Both of our Scream reboots. Uh, and they're teaming back up with the one and only uh, Melissa Barrera for what has been in heretofore known as Untitled Monster Thriller uh, from Universal, and it's called Abigail. Um, the tagline is, children can be such monsters. <laughs> um, uh, the plot synopsis uh, after a w- group of would-be criminals kidnap the 12-year-old ballerina daughter of a powerful underworld figure all they have to do to collect a 50 million dollar ransom is watch the girl overnight uh, in an isolated mansion the captors start to dwindle one by one and they discover to their mounting horror they're, they're locked inside with no normal little girl Um, are you familiar with the short story The Ransom of Red Chief I am not um, this is very much like a horror version of the, it, it's an O. Henry story for like over a hundred years ago. Uh, and All it's right. about like two guys who kidnap like, uh, like this little boy who's the son of a like powerful rich man. Uh, then he makes their lives absolutely miserable. And eventually, uh, long story short, they have to pay the man to get him to take his kid back. There's one of the shorts in Tales of Halloween has this same plot line as well, where they, yeah, kidnap for ransom. And then the guy's like, good, take him. Thank you. All yours. So uh, I I get that feeling from this. But also, um, yeah, I love the idea of a bloody ballerina. Yeah, she's scary. Uh, I would say actually don't watch this trailer because I think it was too much. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I feel like I saw the whole movie. Yeah, like even the like image at the the top of a lot of like the preview things, it's like it's a picture of her, and it's just like ah, yeah, yeah, okay, like, that's I, the, the scariest bit. Like the poster is enough for me, and then knowing that has Melissa Barrera, Dan Stevens, Catherine Newton, 
I'm yeah, looks good. Yeah, very excited. All right, other exciting news. There's a blob remake happening, another one, and it will be happening with director David Bruckner. You know him from things like The Ritual, and he had a segment in the most recent VHS and probably other ones too. He also did the Hellraiser reboot. I like his work. He also did the Nighthouse, if you saw that. Um, very good. Um, I don't know. We don't, I don't think there's any dates in here about when we might see that. I'm not sure that they've even really started on it yet. Yeah, no release date. Um, just a confirmation that it's happening. And that's pretty exciting. If it were anyone other than David Bruckner, I would be irritated. Because like we already have the perfect blob remake. And it was by Chuck Russell in 1988. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say this doesn't need a remake but i'm open to it it is one that definitely lends itself to uh like a modern reinterpretation mm -hmm. and i mean like i'm always fine for like a gigantic blobby thingy like eating and dissolving people like that's fine like i don't yeah. need it yeah it's gonna be good gore if nothing else oh yeah it's gonna be like the the chuck russell one is just like oh man it's so good yeah uh, speaking of remakes, reboots, however you want to look at it, um, we are finally, years later, um, <laughs> uh, getting 28 years later, um, <laughs> which is the, uh, which will be the third installment in the, uh, in Danny Boyle's like 28 days later, 28 weeks later, uh, franchise, 28 weeks later was 2007, um, and it will, uh, once again, have director Danny Boyle, screenwriter Alex Garland. And the weird thing is, is this will be the, like, launching of a new trilogy, which is, like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, the third film in a trilogy become a new trilogy itself. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I guess I'm fine with it. I, I am not as big a fan of uh, 28 Days Later as many other people. I feel that it pulls from a lot of other movies that I enjoy a lot more. Um, yeah. As just generally not a zombie person, I'm like, eh, eh. but I I do like the idea of of these increments of time, right? Coming back after these increments and being like, okay, what's it like now? Uh, the the greatest thing that uh, 28 days later gave us was a throwaway line in Shaun of the Dead about it possibly being a rage virus. Um, that is such a a great just take down of the, just like no no of course don't be ridiculous, uh, <laughs> but yeah uh it it should be interesting like I mean it's obviously very much in the early planning stages but I'm sure there are they I I'm not even sure I know for a fact based on the response I've seen online how excited people are about that yeah people are gonna be stoked all right we're 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 almost there so one more trailer that came out um. And I wasn't sure. Sometimes you see a trailer and you're like, oh, it's going straight to digital. This might not be good. But this trailer actually kind of interesting for Midnight Peep Show, which will be on VOD February 13th from Dark Star Pictures. Um, it it looks very much like somebody saw Saw and Hostel and thought, you know, what would be better is if this had sex in it. <laughs> so that's kind of the vibe. I don't think, you know, you need much more information than that if you're into those things, I guess. 
Uh, but in Midnight Peep Show, we are introduced to an unnamed Adam who owns and operates a peep show offering patrons a tailor-made experience wrapped around their deepest desires, fears, and sins. Tonight, it welcomes a businessman who has a unique connection to an extreme fantasy website on the dark web. He soon becomes a witness to three stories of victims that found the same website, and now the Midnight Peep Show has found him. It will only be a matter of time before he is made to pay the ultimate price for dabbling in the dark side of his own desire. Ah, uh, so includes that Galligan. What's so weird is I've been hearing about this movie like here and there, like they've some sort of viral whisper campaign or something, because I've been hearing about this movie for like three or four months now. And I've been trying to find out information and just like, is there a trailer? Is there any like it's evidently very British. So. Uh, but yeah, it looks, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Tony and I were talking about this is like, how do you define that? And, and it's just like fear action, terror boner, <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, it's just it's a really weird looking movie. Uh, but as much as I've been like seeing about it, I, now I'm just like, oh, I kind of have to see it just to like yeah. figure out what the hell this is. I'm sure it's probably going to be like very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, for sure. The main image is this guy in like a bloody half rabbit mask thing. It's it's up there with Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko as far as scary rabbit imagery. So and maybe it's not a rabbit. Maybe it's horns like the devil, but it, it looks vaguely bunny like. All right. Last thing. Um, We have a movie that is the dead zone meets scream and it's departing seniors hitting VOD and select theaters on February 2nd from director Claire Cooney in the upcoming slasher. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go with the short uh, synopsis rather than the full paragraph. (laughs) Uh, after being bullied, high school senior Javier develops psychic abilities, which he much used to stop a mysterious killer targeting his classmates. Um, Kind of looks fun. Yeah, it looks kind of fun. I'm always down for like a good like horror comedy. Um, uh, good for like that's a well crafted, self aware sort of thing. I do love the internet meme mask. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it just it looks so weird. Um, and that's what I like about things these days. It's just like you yeah. know what? Let's just. It's already a weird premise to have just like a, a an unstoppable killer. Let's keep going. Yeah, it looks uh, campy. I think that's going to be a good thing. But yeah, like I said, when I put these trailers on here, I was like, I don't know if these will be any good. Maybe we'll kick them off. But then I watched them. And I was like, no, it actually looks pretty fun. Like, I don't I kind of can't wait to see it. Yeah, no, uh, I'm sure these are actors that um, are, you know, younger people know. Um, I don't know. Uh, Ignacio Diaz Silverio, Yanni Gelman, Lorena Diaz, Irian Roach, and Cameron Scott Roberts. I don't know any of them. Um, She's not listed on this page, but the girl who plays the valedictorian in the trailer, uh, Maisie Murlock, was in Black Mold. Oh. A little tiny, small part in Black Mold, but, you know. Doing the doing the horror circuit as a youth, yeah. But the, I mean, the, again, this looks fun. It's it's got the the trailer's really good. The poster is mid, but you know, whatever. Yeah, not a great poster, but not a great poster. Great trailer though. Yeah, and that is the news. Yay. It needs a little work, but. I don't think it's going to last long at this price. 
There's a pool. I always wanted a pool. Is this everything? We'll grow into it. Y'all ready? Marco. Hello. <laughs> Marco. Hello. <laughs> Marco. I-I hear you. You need to say something back. Ronan, Marco! Marco. Now it is time for our feature presentation. And today we are talking about Night Swim, directed by Bruce McGuire. Nick, what is it? Uh, it is a very simple synopsis. A woman swimming in her pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit. Obviously, we could have found a better synopsis, but that one just tickled me. It's so <laughs> not accurate at all. <laughs> this is such like um, this movie is in theaters now from uh, it, it is from Bloomhouse and Atomic Monster, which is James Jason Bloom and James Wan teaming up to produce this movie. Mm -hmm. You're questioning whether it's even a movie. It's <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, an hour and a half in the theater that's for sure tell me about your theatrical experience was your uh, theater populated we went on wednesday before it got cold mm -hmm. and i mean you know it was a six o'clock screening on a wednesday i mean there were people there which was okay. you know i'd say there were probably a dozen of us there um the the strange it started off it was a very weird experience because I, I i think i am as I think you are used to, like when you go to see like a horror movie, there are a bunch of horror movie trailers before it. Mm -hmm. They were mostly like action and comedies. It was really, oh. yeah, it was, it was, it did not set the tone well. And then the movie started and the tone just kept getting weirder. <laughs> yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, you and I actually saw it on the same night in very different theaters. Uh, it's just kind of funny that we both chose the same night to go see it. I saw it at the Screenland in Kansas City, and I went with Rob and my two best horror movie watching ghoul friends. And that was it. That was all in our theater. It was just the four of us in one of the small theaters, which was perfect. While I think it's always fun to see a movie in the theater, sometimes it's more fun to make fun of a movie with your friends. And when you can do that in the theater because no one else is there, that's good. We like that. Due to a weird glitch 
in the ticket buying software I, I was using, we ended up sitting all the way at the top. We're usually like somewhere in the middle of the theater. So we were all mm -hmm. the way at the top and everybody else was seated pretty far down from us. So at the moment where the movie sort of like switched from being an effective, like not terribly effective, but still somewhat effective, like creepy movie into just like getting very weird and not effective at all. Like Tanya and I just started ripping on it for like probably about the last like half hour, 35 minutes or so. Um, yeah. like whispery, like we weren't being loud, but it was still just like, yeah. what? Which, to be fair, I could hear from other viewers. Yeah, yeah. Um, before seeing this, I had just sort of glanced at the letterboxed reviews, and it was just like, it was funny because it was just one star, two star, one star, two star, one star, two star, and then Greg. From Nightmare Junkhead, five stars. <laughs> because bless his heart, he loves everything, and I love that about him. And I didn't hate this movie. I gave this three stars actually because I did not hate this movie. Um, I think that it has some issues, but overall, I thought it was. I, maybe it's because it's cold and there was a pool. Although I was like, why do you buy a house with a pool in Minneapolis? That right. you don't get to use it much. Come on. And I will say three if three if global warming really kicks in. Yeah, right. And also, like, I got really kind of pedantic with the movie, I think. And partially I'm going to blame you because you did send me the Reddit on the, uh, <laughs> the the baseball aspect of it. But for starters, like when this movie starts, like you it starts with kind of what happened before. And it's it's like this is 1996 or whatever year the previous. OK, 92. The previous incidents happen. And then it doesn't tell you, I don't think, unless I missed it, what year the current situation is taking place. And it, it's like until halfway through the movie, they want it to be set in a different time. And then all of a sudden there's a there's an exact moment because the whole movie, I was like, what, when are we? Because no one's using a cell phone. You don't see a computer. And the only television you see is this old television that he's got a video camera hooked up to to watch his baseball highlights. And then um, at one point, the teenage girl threatens her brother, if you tell mom, I'm going to put a Tide Pod in your fish tank. And I'm like, what year is this? <laughs> when did Tide Pods come out? And then all of a sudden they're using cell phones and GPS and Google. And I was like, did you just decide halfway through the movie that this was set in modern times? And here's why. I wouldn't care, but here's why. This guy was a professional baseball player at a high level. Like people know him. People want him to come back. He was good. He's making more money than this house that they got. This house is very modest for how much money he probably made in his, as we might get into from this Reddit post that Nick sent me, at least 10 years in baseball. Like he has to be a multimillionaire and they buy this incredibly modest house and drive an old truck, which that's fine. That's an aesthetic thing. And he's recording his baseball highlights on a VHS handheld recorder. A mini not like no less. Yeah, not like his iPhone. Like iPhones have been around for 10 years, have they not? They have. They certainly have, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was just was like, I don't want to get caught up in this, but for God's sake, he could just be watching his baseball highlights on YouTube. I'm sure they're there. 
Yeah, we'll make sure to share this uh, really amazing Reddit post that's in like the baseball subreddit. It just popped up like because I look, read a lot of horror movie shit on Reddit, and they're just like, "Hey, uh, do you wanna do you wanna read read about this like baseball thing?" It's so pedantic, but it's so good and just and like, it's like, right. See, even if you don't know baseball, like you'll just be like. This is nitpicky, but it's really accurate nitpicky yeah. stuff. Um, so, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's like, but the movie is also like, I'm trying to figure out like when it takes place, like literally like during the year. Yeah. Like, like what time it is. Cause like, there's a very specific time you have to be like, be for them to be going to school, but they're also to be baseball, but also fill a pool. And it's but also when like, they- you when can't... they buy the house, the mom says, I will be starting at the school in the fall, and then school starts. So, what? what? You can't have a, like, it, based on it, like, the pool party, when it takes place, like, they've been there for a while. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't have a pool party in September. I mean, they do make a point to passingly say that the pool has is geothermically heated because it's coming from spring water. But it doesn't make any sense because spring water is cold. Unless it's a hot spring. Uh, but regardless, the water can be whatever temperature it wants to be. You're not going to be hanging out in a swimsuit on the side, even if the water's warm. No, you'll be getting out and shivering. I've been... It makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> so in addition to all of these things, like, the to sum up the plot, like, uh, like, Ray... Waller with his wife Eve and kids Izzy and Elliot like he's uh got like um a uh I think it's something did they say I can't remember they say like what he has MS. Uh, MS yes so he's got MS and so he's having to retire and he's seeking treatment and all of that and they 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 get this house uh and it's got a pool and then you know it's got we had seen in that early scene like a a creepy thing happens and the creepy things keep happening in the pool and everything up until they have this pool party and then everything ramps up to 11 it goes from being like the first like half to majority of this movie up till the pool party for me is a very effective use of making a haunted swimming pool, which I didn't think would work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually creepy. It's uncomfortable. You forget like how many like things you can get like sucked into in a pool or drown, yeah. or, like the pool cover. And they do a really good job of that. And then Ray gets possessed. Yeah. And I think from here on out, like we should probably warn you that there's going to be spoilers because, like, they'll we're gonna yeah we we have to 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 talk about how we really feel. We're gonna have to tell tell some spoilers. But I also think it if you want to watch this movie and enjoy it, I don't think the spoilers will hurt you any. Just because you know it's a standard haunted house, except it's a pool. It, yeah, it's not breaking any ground plot wise. Um, I do also have a little bit of issue with how much it there is. Like, there's <laughs> a boat. There's a kid getting grabbed by an arm out of the side. Like, it's very, very, that was like, this is how you get a Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, it is a movie wherein, and I feel like this is kind of like, 
an issue inherent in most haunted house films that overreach and get ridiculous where you're kind of rolling your eyes by the end of it as opposed to like still being creeped out when the the credits roll and that is the house starts like the house or the pool or the the car or whatever like the haunted place starts out as being like the haunting is there and then it starts reaching out Mm -hmm. and getting further and further away from the actual like it it it, it's the amityville problem right um like where it gets further from the like the 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 central locus from in where wherein it takes place uh and it's this movie it just like water because water i guess it's somehow this pool is a pet cemetery in a way (laughs) kind of there's a lot it's very stephen kingy (laughs) it's a very weird it's like a wishing well yeah kind of yeah it it's a it's a very um ancient native american sacred space that's now a private swimming pool that that reaches calls to you to give you your greatest dreams but nothing is for free one must sacrifice <laughs> the again getting into like pedantic things like as much as the the baseball post uh gets into things like when they mentioned it's like oh no like it was a there was a there's a spring here and all that and then they show like the flashback to like what the spring originally looked like and i'm like well i mean like that can't be good for the foundation like no that it's not a spring <laughs> it's a damn lake it's a pond like you wouldn't build a house there <laughs> It was like even if you drain that, like that's going to be very unstable. Like we've yeah. had, like evidently we have the similar problem in our backyard, and I'm just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, like the you know it's the I I can suspend my disbelief uh, for a while. Um, yeah, I mean it is kind of great. Like we have like really good like lead actors in this. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean. I was largely fine with the acting. Yeah, it was fine. I what? thought that Wyatt Russell's a believable baseball player. Rob didn't think so, but I thought he seemed believable to me. He's tall. He's fit. Worked for he played, me. He played pro hockey for like a decade before he started acting. So like, I mean, yeah. I get him. At, like he he has like the whole like retired. Every, anytime I've seen interviews with him, he does have like that retired athlete vibe still. Yeah. Even like a decade on. It's got Nancy Linehan in it. I was very happy to see her, like, uh, the who plays the the real estate agent. Like, she is just like, mm-hmm. I like I love I love the use of a good legacy character actor in anything. Yeah, and she's really nailing the um, Minneapolis nice, the Minnesota nice vibe. Mm-hmm. The kids are fine. They're fine. They're kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's a pretty small cast. And like pretty much it, with the exception of like one or two scenes, it's pretty much a a a single, you know, location shoot. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what did you think about the spirits in the pool? Oh God, it's terrible. Like it it goes from being like this spooky haunted house movie to being like an insidious knockoff, where it's just like here's a realm where all of the people that this is claimed live. Uh, and then there's one good spirit who wants to help. Um, yeah. yeah, it 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 gets it get it goes from being a haunted house movie to being like weirdly metaphysical. Uh, 
There was one yeah. ghost in particular that I was like, this just became Disney Haunted Mansion. Like, this became goofy. There's one ghost that's just freaking goofy, and I wish they hadn't even shown the ghosts at all. Like, no. just give us glimpses. Don't give me a full-on camera shot of this bug-eyed, goofy-looking ghost. <laughs> yeah, the, like... When you like, when you get like a very brief glimpse during the Marco Polo scene, you're, I was just like, mm, I wish they hadn't shown that much. I wish yeah. they had. I mean, I know people get like upset. It's like they didn't show anything. They just kept it obscured and they just blurred it and stuff like that. I was like, that would have been better for this. Movie. Yeah, there's a reason for that sometimes. Also, if I may, about the Marco Polo scene, just open your eyes. At some point, you're creeped out. Open, open your eyes. Who plays who plays Marco Polo that for seriously. real? You know, yeah, that seriously. Yeah, <laughs> like after, yeah, after a certain point, you just have to be like, where did you think like, this is bullshit? Yeah, something touched me. I'm opening my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. This isn't to say like I think we have a lot of criticisms of this movie, but I think it's like I think a lot of my criticisms come from the fact that like it starts out so well. Mm-hmm. That, that it it's that much more like when a movie yeah. just like kind of bad from the jump you can just kind of roll with it but like i got halfway through this movie and was just like you know what i'm re- like i'm legitimately creeped out i am enjoying this way more than i expected to mm-hmm. like it's really living up to like it's a cool vibe it's a neat take on stuff i like the i'm a big fan of like brightly lit sun-drenched horror that still manages to like make you uncomfortable and then just like they just decide to be like okay now we're gonna start showing stuff and we're gonna expand things and it's like stop it you were doing so well like you could have ridden this to the end and i would have been thrilled yeah there's just a few decisions that you're just like how did this get past i don't know whoever gives the script a once over like why is it said in minneapolis Said at any place else that is war, you know, there are baseball teams everywhere. You don't have to pick many at why does a, a pool can be geothermically heated in any city if that's what you want to go for. I don't understand why Minneapolis, I don't understand why show us the ghosts when you don't have to, or at least make them. I know it's PG 13, but they could be scarier. Who looked at it and went, Yeah, that's scary. No, that's goofy. Yeah, yeah, it so much potential. Like it, it's. I mean, it's based on a short film. Um, which I mean, you can. I've I've definitely seen people say just watch the short, which maybe I don't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, they. I mean, it's 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 a great idea that goes a a little too far. Oh yeah, here here's. Oh, there there's an interesting uh bit. Uh, in the Wikipedia page, I think that may answer our questions. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the feature, this is directly under the development of feature version uh, section of Wikipedia. The feature version of Night Swim was reported to be in pre-production in January 2023 following the success of Megan. Maguire returned to direct from his own screenplay in which he expanded the plot to add a layer of drama that would drive the story in an emotional layer to the terror that occurs to the characters. Makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. This involved adding a, quote, an epic supernatural mythology with a gothic fairy tale undercurrent for the story's sinister swimming pool. Yeah, you know what? I hear that and I'm just like, no, 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 no. That's too much for a movie on its swimming pool. Like, you're overreaching, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess with the 
quote unquote gothic fairy tale does solve is why do they keep getting in the pool? You know, is the pool taunted? Why do they keep getting in? Well, dad's possessed and the pool is helping him and he has and the pool is making him feel like it's okay to sacrifice for what he's getting. Okay, but there's still a lot you didn't need. I don't know. I'm I'm here for a why is this happening montage of Googling or microfiching or whatever you want to do, but we didn't need all of it. We didn't we, need to know everything. We didn't need the 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 drive to go talk to the the former mother. Um or yeah. that worked, but we didn't need like the crazy bleeding from the eyes, um, water possession thing. Yeah. Will I, I was I was kind of fine with that, but it, like again, it's got it's got its moments. Like it uses Loudon Rainwright the Loudon Wainwright the third's the swimming song. Like in <laughs> like it started up and both Tanya and I were like like just like <laughs> big fucking it's like big. she loves that song so much. Like they used it in an episode of Res Dogs and she it it affected her emotionally. Um nice. but yeah, no, like that. I mean, like the it's it's like some interesting needle drops, which again make you wonder like when is this supposed to be set? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so 80s. Yeah. Like why do they and my theory is that they decided to set it in modern times because they like couldn't find a microfiche machine to use. So like <laughs> she's gonna have to Google, so I don't know, throw in some modern times stuff. It's the only way she's gonna find this because we can't find a microfiche machine for her to go check out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a yeah, it does seem like halfway through. Yeah, just all of a sudden they decided, no, no, this is current. Because even the house is really 80s looking. There's no been no updates. And it's like, honestly, this family has money. And that's the whole crux of this Reddit thing we keep talking about is that the reason the mom's starting a job at the high school, which plays into the plot not at all. Yeah. Is because they need insurance because he doesn't have insurance because he played pro baseball. But if you're in the baseball, the major league baseball system for 10 years, you're automatically on their pension. You get paid, you get insurance for life. You get, they take care of you. Um, So this isn't in, and the way the plot goes, you know, he talks about how he hit a home run on the day that his daughter was born and she's clearly in high school. So clearly, and he only just had to retire like last year. It clearly it's been 10 years. Yep. Clearly, he's on this Major League Baseball pension program. He's got insurance. Why even put that in? That just says to me, I don't know. He's a baseball player. Do you know anything about baseball? Not really. <laughs> does that matter? I don't think so. Well, apparently it does to a few of us who are like, he made way more money than this house and he would have insurance. You don't even need that in there. Nobody would have even questioned anything about insurance. It made no difference at all that the mom worked at the school. Well, she was no there in two scenes. Well, the, the the funny thing is, is they could have literally, like, he's he's suffering from MS, right? And he needs help. All they had to do, they, they didn't have to have any of that stuff in there about insurance. It could have been like, he just needs easy access to the Mayo Clinic because it's in Rochester and it's like an hour and a half south. Like, there you go. That's, that's, that's why you said it in Minnesota. Like, they don't even have to just... specifically name drop the Mayo Clinic. They can just be like, we need to be here near this world-class hospital. Exactly. You don't even need to give it a name. And we'll all be like, oh, okay, that's why we're in Minnesota. 
yeah okay yeah okay fine okay. that sounds good that was that was the, that was the thing where it was just like they gave us this need needless detail that plays out not at all and then they didn't give us the one detail we needed it's needlessly complicated in a way that makes it not work yeah which is so weird i feel like if they just had one more person read the script that would have been like wait you don't need this add in this and then bam bam boom we would have had a better movie yeah yeah it's here's the thing i don't think i like it as much as as many problems as i've had like i have had more fun talking about this movie with people because there's so much to discuss like it is and some people are so mad about it like did i love it no am i mad about it no i had fun watching it it was fine am i gonna buy it on blu-ray absolutely not but if it's on your streamers later watch it it's kind of fun it's exactly it is the perfect thing like we watched it you know we went and saw it at six o'clock on a wednesday we were home by a little bit after eight uh i think we went home and watched the the most recent episode of fargo afterwards and that's how you know it that's how you know you've seen like it wasn't to like wash the taste out or anything but it was like definitely like a very strange thing to watch like an hour and a half long movie that just is so riddled with issues yeah. <laughs> plot and development and character wise and then watch like 45 minute episode of Fargo that just like brilliant top to bottom this would yeah. be the, sec- the penultimate episode of the fifth season for those of you uh following along at home it's just like it's like going to a restaurant where the food's decent, but the service is just so subpar that you're like, well, I don't I waited. I never got a refill on my water, but like the mashed potatoes were great. So it's it's like if they had just taken a little more care, just a tiny bit more quality assurance, it would have been great. Yeah. And instead they were just like, no, this is fine. No one will notice. Yeah. We all noticed. Yeah, it went from being a movie that was like, man, this is pretty good to just being like, it's fine. Yeah. And I think that's that's the problem is that yeah. you get you get half of a movie that is like if it had continued on that track, it would have been a movie where I'd be like, oh, no, you should go see it. Like, it's, it sounds dumb, but it's actually really good. And now it's it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch at your own risk. It's fine. I don't know if you want to pay for it. We tried to go on Tuesday when it was only five dollars but mm-hmm. it was snowy I think it snowed a lot that day we decided not to go because the weather got worse yep. so we we pushed to Wednesday yep it, it's like I, I don't regret seeing it it's fine it's fun to talk about um I think it's kind of fun how much everyone hated it sometimes people are just gonna hate things because it's Blumhouse or whatever and that's fine I mean Blumhouse's track record is really up and down so I get it you cannot trust them. <laughs> But yeah, it was fine. Like I said, three stars. Maybe that's a little optimistic of me with three stars, but there were things in it that I did like. There were, you know, some good scenes that like maybe you saw it coming, but you were like, yes, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And it happened and it, it made me go. And I like that. And there were some there were even though there was a goofy ghost, there were some scary ghosty images. Mm-hmm. It had a decent idea that just. Yeah, just didn't get there. Yeah, like maybe maybe save your you know twelve to thirteen dollars um in the theater and just like wait for it to inevitably hit like um whatever streaming service you you already have 
and then just yeah. watch it then. Like yeah, it, I'm it, sure it'll come to like Prime or Netflix or something. It's a it's a real solid lazy Sunday afternoon movie to be sure. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Or perhaps late on a Friday night when you're just like, you know what? Fine, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other films you might suggest people watch in addition or instead? Uh, I mean, I would say like it seems like it. it I don't know if I've recommended the Changeling with George C. Scott before, <laughs> but um, I I recommend that one. Like that is a really if you want a really great haunting, uh, would recommend. It's 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 streaming now. Finally, like after getting restored a few years ago, it's kind of seen like a a reappraisal and. Like it's always been acknowledged as a good movie, but like it's it's a lot more people have gotten to see it in the last few years, and I think it's finding its way into more lists of great haunting movies. And it's on Pluto and Peacock and nice. So yeah, go watch it. It's super creepy and just oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, it's a good one. What you got? I went with a couple of hauntings that or varying level of goofy and they both happen to be remakes actually so maybe this will get remade and be less goofy someday i don't know <laughs> um the 13 ghosts remake was from like the late 90s early 2000s i can't remember right. exactly when that came out with matthew lillard and such um just because some of those ghosts in that are goofy but it still works in that one somehow for me it's still scary and it's still an interesting convoluted but interesting premise and then also the Amityville Horror remake from 2005 with Ryan Reynolds. And I chose that specifically just because I think, although he's not funny in like build and and sort of character, that Wyatt Russell kind of made me think of Ryan Reynolds. Although Ryan Reynolds was not funny in the Amityville Horror remake, but you just know that in your heart that he is generally funny. So he's just charming in it. It's kind of, and you know, that's a haunted house tale that is also like, but no, that doesn't make sense. But you uh, still like it because it's Amityville. Along those lines, I would like to recommend the 1999 House on Haunted Hill remake, also from yeah. Dark Castle, uh, the same people who did 13 Ghosts. Um, again, like it's a movie that's like very creepy and weird until it isn't. Um, uh, but it waits until like the very end to get really dumb. And then it, it's still like it's aged surprisingly well. Yeah, good. I also want to say I feel I feel bad that I called out Greg for giving it five stars on Letterboxd because I I love that. When I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm more interested in this because I do trust Greg's judgment on things because I also am a serial liker of things. So I just didn't want Greg to think that I was giving him any shade on that. Um, like it got a really good review in in the pitch from Abby Olchesi. Like she she described it as a certified banger um so nice yeah cool Coming up for the I'll be right back section. What's coming up spooky? Um, uh, the first week of this month, uh, there were a bunch of places doing like 
New Year's sales and I bought like two box sets and three like standalone movies from Vinegar Syndrome, which I've already shipped and are going to be here later this week. Nice. Um, and so I have made for TV thrillers, Mexican action movies, uh, finally a watchable version of Fatal Games, um, all nice. their way towards me. And so that's probably what I'm going to do is just like give up on like trying to go out and just like work on freelance stuff and watch my way through a bunch of box sets. Nice. What about you? Well, I also took part in the Vinegar Syndrome sale. Um, more specifically because I won a gift card. My friend Jeremy Burgess has a newsletter he puts out every Friday called Dust on the VCR, where he kind of goes over a pre-2000s movie. Anyway, as a paid subscriber, I was eligible for a drawing, won a gift card, and so I'm picking up the original Amityville Horror Surf 2 and Drop Dead Fred, which isn't scary, but is weird. Uh, so, so good. I'm excited for those to get here. They should be here soon. I also, they just put up, this is a separate order, but they just put up a pre-order for a few things, and I pre-ordered The Strangler, which I was able to catch at Fantastic Fest. I hadn't seen it before, and solely won my heart because he crochets his own scarfs with which to murder, and we stand a handmade king. So <laughs> it's also a really beautiful and interesting movie, um, you know, or just a standard serial killer thing, but it, it it's good. So I'm excited to have that coming my way, too. Yeah, so it, I also bought a bunch of uh, records from Two-Headed Dog at a sale where they had the Naughty or Nice sale. And if nice. you did nice, you could get like 15% off anything in the store. But if you did naughty, you could get 25% off like a select Ooh. group of closeout stuff. So I bought like four records uh, that are also on their way here. So I'm just like, I don't have to go anywhere. Um so very excited. Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage, and we can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com if you'd like to make any suggestions or for upcoming episodes or share your thoughts. Uh, you can see uh, Julie put up like both of our individual rundowns for best of 2023 and you can mm -hmm. find those and uh offer to fist fight either of us um yes. about any of our decisions uh or omission i did get one noted omission which is that i hadn't seen the hell house origins film yet made some people's list and i still need to watch it so yeah, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch all of the other ones before I watch that. Yeah, so, that's uh, where I'm at too. It's like I haven't, I still haven't watched the third one. Yeah. Uh, we also have stickers and buttons. If you reach out to us on any of the socials or our email, we will get some to you. If you see us in person, we likely have them on hand as well. So just ask and we'd love to get you stickered up. Yep. All music featured in this episode is by Steve Spacek, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Nodder.Bandcamp.com. And Nick, where can they find you out on the World Wide Web? They can find me on X slash Twitter slash Blue Sky at Nighthouse Punks. You can find me on Instagram at Nicholas Mouse. And you can find me on Letterboxd at From and Inspired. Julie, where are you online? I am Dark Humor Girl, everywhere you're looking. And I am everywhere most people are. 
<laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror when we talk about Destroy All Neighbors, directed by Josh Forbes. Julie, what is it about? Struggling prog rock musician William Brown finds himself in a living nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbor from hell. All that. It's on Shutter now, so watch it before you listen. You can watch, you can watch it before you listen, and then uh, inundate us for the next like two weeks about what we should discuss about that movie. Yes, please. Because I think there's a lot. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.